Hey everyone, welcome back to the More Plants Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today listening. When we talk about the basics regarding vegan diets, making the transition, choosing to eat more plants, it's so important to talk about those first few days, weeks, and months into going vegan. I know that I personally had so many questions regarding some of the physical symptoms I was experiencing when I went vegan, and this is completely understandable. As with any dietary change, we are bound to experience differences in the way we feel, especially those first few weeks as a vegan. So today I'll be talking about the quote unquote side effects, if you could call them that, we can experience when we first adopt a vegan diet. Hi there, and welcome to More Plants, a vegan podcast by Brown Ball that helps you start, continue, and enjoy eating plant-based for your health, the animals, and the planet. I'm Kim Sujawalski, your host and certified plant-based cook and educator. In this podcast, you'll find all the practical tips, resources, and support you'll need to make your journey easy and sustainable, no matter where you are along this path. To learn more about our online courses, recipes, and blog, visit brownball.com. And now, Let's dive into today's episode. Now, by side effects, I'm simply referring to those physical symptoms, feelings, experiences that we might be going through as part of the transition to a plant-based diet, feelings in our bodies and minds that will f- soon really find their perfect peaceful place of equilibrium once we understand what could be behind some of them and what we can adjust until we feel comfortable and at our best. Making more vegan choices or going vegan is also all about the formation of so many new habits, often a huge change from the way we've eaten before or the way our family members or friends eat. This means it can come with challenges as we get acquainted, which is why the mindset we have while making this change is so important. And I'm going to share some thoughts in regards to this as well in today's episode towards the end. Now, we also can experience emotional changes, emotional side effects when we make such a big change in our daily habits. And we will be talking all about those in next week's episode and how to navigate the journey if it has become a little bit rocky. And I'm here to bring you all of that support and we're going to get into it right now. But first, here's a little note from our sponsor for today's show. This episode is brought to you by our online course, The Roadmap. The Roadmap is an online course that will help guide the way if you're newly vegan, thinking of becoming vegan, or wanting to take more steps in this direction. Module by module, we take you by the hand through every step, covering topics like finding your motivation and having the right mindset when making this change, to how to build a nutritionally balanced plate, how to shop, prep, stay on budget, plan your meals, travel, get organized, and navigate every social situation as a vegan and so many others. There is no stone left unturned and we do it all with that approach you love so much in which missteps are welcome and there is no such thing as perfection. And of course, it includes the most delicious recipes and menu ideas. There is so much more included in this course. So head on over to brownwell.com forward slash the roadmap to watch our video trailer, to see the full list of modules, lessons, and recipes, pricing, and more. Again, that's Bramble.com forward slash the roadmap. Now, on with the show. 
Let's start by talking about how to prepare yourself for the transition from eating meat to being a vegan. I want to start by saying that if we were to start, let's say, a low-carb diet, a low-fat diet, or any fill-in-the-blank diet, we would probably experience things like headaches, difficulty going to the bathroom, fatigue, and we wouldn't think twice about these feelings or these symptoms. Why? Because these are what we would call mainstream diets, aka the Barnes and Noble filling the shelves diets, right? We've heard of them on the news from the neighbor who tried them and lost weight. So we feel confident that these uncomfortable symptoms are nothing to be worried about and they'll pass eventually or until we give up on the diet, as is often the case. And something really, really strange happens with veganism. We get this very scary, overwhelming fear that any new symptoms or changes in our bodies are signs that there's something wrong, that we're close to collapsing on the commute home, or that B12 deficiency will kick in two days into our diet because we forgot to take our supplement. Same thing goes for the fear of lack of protein on a vegan diet. Why does this happen with a plant-based diet and not with a more standard over-the-counter diet? It's because they, our family, friends, the media, etc., have ingrained in our subconscious that we need to be really careful with veganism because it is somehow incomplete. And I want to make it clear that I'm not putting veganism like side by side to these other sort of more mainstream weight loss diets because veganism is much more than that as you probably heard in our previous podcast episode but I do use it as a point of comparison in dietary terms in that it's a change in the way we eat rest assured that not only can a well-planned vegan diet be completely nutritious balanced and fulfill all of our nutrient needs, but it can have added benefits when it comes to our health. The key lies in learning a little bit about meeting nutrient needs as a vegan and keeping these guidelines in mind when building vegan meals and supplementing when needed. So let's talk about going from a meat-based diet to a plant-based diet. I want to ease your mind by telling you that any dietary change, and I mean any dietary change, especially one as big as going from a standard meat-based diet to a plant-based one, is going to have effects on your body while it gets used to new foods, especially because foods in the plant kingdom vary greatly from those in the animal kingdom in one big, big major way, and that is fiber. Our bodies will especially need to adjust to a much higher intake of fiber. This is a great thing. So many people on a standard meat-based diet are not even reaching the requirement for fiber, our required intake or recommended intake for fiber. And so this is a place where vegans get an A++. It's something also that our bodies need to get used to. Keep in mind that the list I'm sharing with you today are some of the things I personally experienced or what I've heard from our students, readers, family, and friends who have transitioned into a vegan diet. By no means is this meant as medical or nutritional advice, although I will guide you to those resources in the show notes because I always want you to have support from all of the 
evidence-based approaches and the incredible professionals that are working in the nutrition field when it comes to vegan nutrition. And you're going to have all of those links and resources there. If any uncomfortable symptoms you have experienced have you concerned or they're lasting too long or not subsiding at all, please consult your physician. You can also find a list and directory of doctors and dietitians who have experience with patients who follow this diet in our resource library and in the links that I'm going to provide in the show notes. So let's get into it. What to expect when you go vegan? One common one is a sudden rise in energy levels accompanied by feeling the need to be more active physically. I remember when I first went vegan, I just felt like moving. I felt ready and excited about exercising and walking more. And this was kind of mind-blowing how strong this feeling was. Another positive aspect, more frequent trips to the bathroom. Vegan foods, fruits, vegetables, grains, legumes in particular are higher in water content and they are total fiber rich powerhouses. I've heard from students and readers that used to have days and days of constipation that were suddenly going once a day or more and their digestion improved significantly and this was a great positive change. Another very unusual one, better smelling body odor. This one was always mind-blowing for me. The way we smell can sometimes change when our diet changes. A tan-like glow on our skin, especially if you're eating a lot of beta-carotene-rich foods. Those are sort of all of the vegetables that are bright orange in color. This is pretty remarkable. Clearer skin can also take place. The opposite can also be true, and we'll be getting into that. Shinier hair and stronger nails, fewer PMS symptoms. Another one that's interesting is your taste buds come to life. This was so strong when I first made this transition that it was mind-blowing. By removing animal products from your diet, you'll soon experience a boost in the tastes of fresh foods. And your cravings might start to change too, provided that you're eating plenty of meals and dishes that are satisfying to you and that can easily be swapped in for the foods and dishes you used to love. Think of satisfaction in terms of both flavor, texture, mouthfeel, and also the satisfaction of fullness. All of this is important. It's likely that you'll experience odd cravings for foods you had never felt cravings for before. I remember getting serious cravings for things like kale and shiitake mushrooms. That was a common one for me. Brussels sprouts. When I had never craved these foods before, and this is probably due to the fact that lots of foods that weren't in your meal repertoire before are now more of a staple in your diet. And you begin to find your new favorites that you you just want to experience again and again. And you're Body just, I think, kind of guides you towards those options. Another common one, and one that I definitely experienced, was clear focus and concentration. A feeling of lightness and a boost in creativity, new ideas, more so, I think, related to having a positive mindset when making the switch, and the empowerment and the excitement and inspiration that comes with making this big positive change and everything new we're learning. 
I was in such an excited place and just willing and happy to learn so many new things and get in the kitchen and incorporate so many of these delicious meals that were having such a positive impact that I do feel that it's a psychological change that almost happens and it's very positive and a lot of people experience this. Another common one, better performance in sports or physical activities in general, more stamina and endurance. And this of course depends on whether or not you're fueling yourself correctly and eating enough. A higher libido is something that many of our students have expressed as a positive side effect. Another one in terms of the psychological aspects, a sense of relief, of doing good, of happiness due to the fact that you're making such a positive change for yourself, for the animals, for the planet, greater awareness about the impact we can create and the power we all have on our own health and that of our planet, all of which affect our mental health and well-being. And then, of course, there are the countless benefits long-term when it comes to health markers such as cholesterol, triglycerides, blood pressure, and more. And we'll talk more about this in a future upcoming episode of the podcast in which we talk about the reasons for going vegan when it comes to our health. Now, on the neutral side, I have one big one to cover, and that is changes in weight. Some people experience weight loss, some people experience no changes in weight, some people experience weight gain. This is one aspect of going vegan that I like to refer to as a neutral side effect since there are, first of all, so many cultural expectations as to what our bodies should and shouldn't look like, and each person might be going through a different journey when it comes to navigating weight changes. When we go vegan, it can happen that since plant-based foods are naturally lower in calories in many cases. Some people experience weight loss upon going vegan, but this isn't necessarily the case for everyone. And this is an important thing to say. Remember, so many things can affect our weight, starting with our genetics, our metabolism, the foods we eat, and our activity levels, our hormonal makeup, and our natural set point range when it comes to weight, aka the weight our bodies will naturally lean towards genetically. If you're struggling with issues regarding changes in weight, we recommend working with a registered dietitian nutritionist that will be able to work with you and your needs specifically, as there is no one approach that works for everyone. We talk a lot about building a more positive relationship with food and body image without obsession, without taking this into a disordered place with a more present and mindful relationship with food and creating sustainable habit changes in so many of our blog posts at bromble.com and podcast episodes. So feel free to dig around and explore for some more support there as well. But this is one area where having a guided path with a professional will give you a little bit more support. Now on the negative side, gas and stomach discomfort. So gas comes with the territory when you first get started, not to mention the fact that it's a normal part of the digestion process, but it can happen that when you first get started on this journey and are incorporating more fiber-rich foods and especially legumes, if legumes weren't a part of your diet before, and I'm talking about foods like beans and lentils, for example, 
an increase in gas and bloating can really throw you off in the beginning. Another common one, a change in body odor. This can, again, like I said before, be positive or in some cases negative. This usually clears up quickly, but it's been a common thread, unusual thread between our students. Skin rashes or acne are another one. Although clearer skin can also be a common symptom after going vegan or a common change after going vegan, some people experience acne like me. We are going to talk about what could be one of the possible culprits below and what can be done to sort of troubleshoot that. Trouble sleeping is another one that I've heard from a lot of our students. As with any diet change, a new caloric intake and the types of foods consumed can change your sleeping patterns a bit. Another common one I think is very important to talk about is strong cravings for animal foods. Any change in your diet can produce cravings for familiar foods, and this is especially true about our emotions towards food and the fact that we're changing our habits in such a big way. It's totally normal, totally normal to miss some of your favorites, but there are so many vegan alternatives out there nowadays that it's hard to not it's hard not to be able to satisfy a craving or a taste preference, a texture preference. So for this, I always say, try some new vegan meats or cheeses. Make sure to include meals that are satisfying to you. And remember that a vegan diet is really just the swapping out of an animal-based ingredient for a plant-based one, and that you can make anything vegan to satisfy your taste buds and stay happy and balanced with your new way of eating. There is no shame in craving old familiar foods and wanting to replicate some of the textures and flavors within your new way of eating. Because you have some of these vegan alternatives and because you make some of these vegan alternatives, even if your plate is sometimes you're purposely wanting it to look like your old plate of food used to look like, there is no shame in that. Just because you are incorporating some of these foods, it doesn't mean that you won't be filling your plate with so many of the amazing quote unquote natural foods in the plant kingdom as well. So make sure that you are feeling satisfied and cravings are often little warning signs that there's something that we're not feeling satisfied with. And there are tweaks and things that you can change to make sure that you're feeling very happy with your new way of eating. Now, another one is feeling hungry more frequently. This can throw you off quite a bit in the beginning. If you're feeling hungry between meals, please eat. We underestimate how big of a caloric difference plant foods have over the ones we're used to consuming when we eat animal-based foods. You might just need to increase your frequency of meals or keep snacks on hand until you find the balance and the size of meals and the ingredients and the components for your meals that really work for you and your activity levels. Not all plant foods are equal in terms of providing that feeling of just being satiated and that feeling of fullness. So make sure that meals and snacks and snacks include enough protein, enough fat, two of the big pillars when it comes to fullness and satisfaction. Another sort of negative thing that we can experience is a feeling of being fatigued or experiencing headaches. This is a common symptom and we will discuss this one in detail in a bit. And last but not least, emotional ups and downs, especially as you deal with family, partners, or friends who are mostly unsupportive. 
of your lifestyle changes. So find community. This is such an important aspect to it. Find community at Brown Bowl, especially if you're a member of my Brown Bowl, our online membership program. You always have a caring ear and all the support you will ever need on your journey. This is the true for all in any of our courses, including our free courses, along with the support of so many others that are going through exactly the same issues as you are. And that's one of the beauties of social media and this online world we live in. I'm often very critical of it, but this is a place where you can really get in touch and connect with other people who are making these changes. We will take an in-depth look at some of the psychological and emotional challenges of going vegan in our next episode. Uh, And in case you've struggled with difficult emotions, sadness, even depression or anxiety after going vegan and you need extra support, we're going to provide those resources in our next episode. But finding community and also finding people in your own life even if they don't eat the way you eat, but that understand what you're trying to do, it's going to be hugely helpful in overcoming some of these challenges. So let's get into some of the big ones that I have more sort of in-depth things to say and recommendations to give you. Let's talk about experiencing frequent pooping and gas after going vegan. I know it's not a very elegant thing to talk about, but it's a thing that must be talked about when we're talking about these changes. So fruits and vegetables are so high in fiber that they provide us with countless health benefits. Fiber is one of those health pillars. Uh, Think of fiber as a giant scrub brush that is passing all the way through our digestive system to help move things along. This means that people eating plant-based diets will get a gold star in the pooping department. But I do remember that for me, in the first few weeks these changes in digestion took some getting used to. I was going to the bathroom really frequently until my body sort of stabilized on its own and got used to the higher intake of fiber. I still go to the bathroom twice as much as I used to in my meat eating days, and this is a great thing, but an upset stomach is completely a thing of the past. And I must say that this, and by this I mean stomach pains, gastritis, diarrhea, was a much more frequent occurrence when I was a meat eater. And I am very happy to have left all of that in the past. (laughs) None of these should be symptoms that remain in your life past the initial transition. So if these symptoms persist or worry you, of course, consult your doctor. Now, when it comes to gas, let me ease your mind that this subsides with time. It really takes a while for your body to get used to the increased intake of fiber And especially if beans and other legumes are new to your diet. If you experience excess bloating or a strange sensation in your stomach, the best way I can describe it for you is a constant feeling of having just had something fizzy to drink. That feeling in your stomach, that this is usually gas, and your body will slowly adapt to digesting these new foods and everything involved in our digestion is going to slowly and but surely adapt to all of these new foods. Keeping a journal will help so much with noticing which foods might be causing the most discomfort. And once you have some of those, let's say, culprits or at least beginner culprits, you can try to add these in at a slower rate into your diet. 
This is how I discovered that contrary to common recommendations, which insist that lentils don't need to be soaked before cooking them, soaking marked a world of difference for me in the beginning. Canned beans are often easier on the stomach when you get started and legumes like peas, black-eyed peas, white beans and butter beans, lentils and chickpeas, along with foods that are legume-based like tofu and tempeh, these are great foods to get you started and tend to be a little bit easier on digestion than say pinto beans, red kidney beans. I have no problem digesting any of these now, but when I got started focusing on some of these more tender and easier to digest beans really, really helped. Tofu and tempeh are kings in this department. Nowadays, eating legumes poses absolutely no discomfort for me. And there are also digestive enzymes specifically designed for this purpose that you can take if you're feeling discomfort. But please do not avoid the beans, the legumes, the lentils. These are going to be such a centerpiece in your diet And they are filled with so many amazing health benefits, provide that much needed lysine, which is one of the building blocks of protein. We'll get into all of that in a future episode. Now, when it comes to headaches and fatigue when going vegan, this might be a common symptom, especially if you aren't eating enough calories. I've heard this symptom from people who are trying to also avoid too many carbohydrates when they make this change or are worried about the effects the new diet might have on their weight. And so they restrict their intake of foods to an unnecessary degree. As with any diet you try, if you're eating too little, your body will respond with these warning signs and headaches and fatigue can be too common ones when it comes to this. So listen to your hunger signals. If you're hungry, eat. It will take a few weeks while you learn the basics of how to build a balanced plate that will meet nutrient needs and while you gauge your new hunger and fullness levels and the foods you like and are satisfying and the foods you don't and especially how much food you'll need now to fuel all of the things that fill your day until you find your sweet spot, let's say, when it comes to vegan eating. I always recommend keeping some snacks with you. I recommend eating well-rounded meals that include protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And if you need to, try eating more frequent meals. Each person is different when it comes to meal frequency and size. For you, three bigger meals might be the key or five to six smaller meals more often. Listen to what your body is telling you during, after, and between meals and honor your hunger, remembering that your energy and intake needs might also change from day to day due to differences in activity levels, your hormonal cycle, and much more. Let's get into the third one that I wanted to explore in depth, having acne or getting acne after going vegan. Oh boy, can I speak from personal experience when I talk about this side effect. I remember reading books and articles that said that your skin would clear up like magic on a vegan diet, that you would have the most perfect glowing skin. Why then was I suffering from acne when I had never had this issue before in my life? So thanks to the help of my doctor, and this might be different for you, I found the key. I was taking too high a dose of my vitamin B12 supplement on just a few days a week rather than taking smaller doses every day. First, let me say this. If you're vegan, 
if you've decided to go vegan, you need to take vitamin B12 or eat enough foods fortified with vitamin B12. This is a non-negotiable period. B12 deficiency can lead to severe neurological metabolic problems and even death. And if there's one vitamin vegans need to take, it's vitamin B12, as well as any person over the age of 50, no matter what their diet is. There are, however, different ways to take this vitamin. Many people go for a higher dose just a couple of times a week, what I was doing originally, while others prefer smaller daily doses. Most people won't have the B12 acne issue. This is rare, but some people do. And I was one of those people (laughs) when I first got started with this diet. So when this happened for me, my skin cleared up as soon as I started with the lower dose every day as opposed to the higher dose. Now, over a decade later, as I am recording this, I have since gone back to a higher dose twice a week just for the sake of ease, and I have never had this problem again since. But for some reason, it was an issue in the beginning. For all of the information you need on proper B12 supplementation, how much you need, how often, what the dosage is, according to age and your life stage, protocols, I'm going to be leaving a link with all of the information. Although the daily sort of lower dose of B12 solved this issue for me, know that also any changes in diet can cause changes in your hormonal balance, and this can also be a cause for acne. So if your problem persists or you are getting concerned about anything related to your hormonal health, please consult your doctor. Now I have a big, big tip when going vegan. I've heard of so many people who try to go vegan, sugar-free, oil-free, gluten-free, soy-free, and you name it free, Such a restrictive and all or nothing approach might take you straight to unhealthy territory rather than the health nirvana you probably thought was attainable by attempting something like this. You'll only feel deprived, anxious, and like your entire world has been turned upside down. Additional restrictions can also lead to disordered eating and even a more serious eating disorder. They can lead to nutrient deficiencies and so much more. Instead, focus on why you are probably here. You want to be vegan or start making as many vegan choices as you can. Make this your focus and then go out and live your life. It is far too precious to spend it worrying or over-obsessing. A vegan diet is actually a very simple thing and it's full of health-giving and body-loving foods that you can enjoy just as much as your old-time favorites without the need to continue restricting foods or having fear over certain foods. It is so common nowadays to try to add rules upon rules and make change upon change. And so many of these additional restrictions are not only not evidence-based when it comes to better health outcomes, but they are not necessary in order to have a healthy diet. And This is something that is very individual, but I recommend, we certainly recommend that when you're making this transition, we go through it at a pace where we're feeling comfortable, satisfied, meeting nutrient needs, and we try not to have this all or nothing thinking. And we try to focus on some of those just easy replacements of 
the animal-based foods for plant-based foods and filling up that plate with all of that goodness without over-obsessing or over-worrying. Now, I want to finish this episode today by talking about the importance of mindset. I've written before in our blog about the many emails and comments we get from our readers and listeners and students sharing their stories. It is not only the biggest joy for me, but it gives me such a privileged position. I have been seeing your stories from a vantage point for over eight years now since we started Bramble. No matter how different your stories are, the topic of mindset is kind of like the blank piece of paper or background on a screen upon which your words and stories are written. Mindset is the big elephant in the room that you don't see, but that if anyone walked into the room, they would notice instantly. It's what I see over and over as the backdrop of your journeys. It's as if this elephant has walked into your house like a quiet ninja. It sat next to you on your couch as you watch TV. It is eating your popcorn. It is changing the channel and you feel something odd is kind of going on and can't quite understand. But if someone came into your living room, the first thing they tell you is, what's that elephant doing with its feet up on your coffee table? (laughs) To me, from an outsider's perspective, when I read your emails, mindset is easy to spot. For you, it's a baseline you're often unaware of. And if I can tell you one thing, it's that mindset is everything. It can alter the way you experience those first few weeks as a vegan to a huge degree. The elephant we assume is unchangeable, right? Heavy, unmovable, a part of one's personality that we sign off as as given. We're either flexible or we're not. We're open to new things or we're not. We believe we can change or we don't. Nothing is further from the truth. And sometimes it's our mindset that needs the biggest reboot and reframing when we make a change like this. As you move forward on this journey, know that it's a journey that takes time. It takes constant adjustments. If you're experiencing discomfort, you can tweak and find what could be going on as you move forward. When you approach this change as an exciting, positive challenge, when you notice that the way you felt on day one or week one isn't permanent, that as with anything new you're learning, it will take some starts and some stops, some detours, some exploration, some experimentation until you find the way that makes you feel your best. New habits and positive changes really start adding up. If you start, however, with trepidation, with a negative filter, with a feeling of lack, seeing it as too hard, impossible, too rigid, or expecting to feel deprived, this is what you'll most likely experience. If on the flip side, you see it as an exciting adventure, a new culinary journey, abundance at the table, a challenge, but in a good way, a way to raise our confidence and assertiveness, something you can get support in and get help with if you need it, the ride goes much smoother. Our minds are so powerful. They can even affect our perception of some of those physical changes that might have gone unnoticed otherwise. One thing that I find can help with this 
is a reminder that you are in the driver's seat and there is no external pressure pushing you forward, trying to keep you in line. You are here because you want to make this change. Yes, even if it was your doctor who recommended it. Yes, even if you love animals but also love to eat meat. Yes, even if a concerned family member suggested it. Whatever brought you here, remember that no one has the remote other than you. When you are fully conscious and aware that this is something that is important to you, that your mindset will frame your outlook, but that you can hit the pause button, the rewind button, the fast forward button, as often as you need to, as many times as you need to, it can change everything. It is normal for a big change like this to come with stumbles and there are ways of navigating them all. And that's partly what we're here for. Please know that you can always find a supportive community here at Brown Bowl. Stop by the comments and say hi. Tell us your story. Send us an email to support at brownbowl.com. Join us in the roadmap if you need more support when making this change. It is the ultimate guide on how to become a vegan or make more plant-based choices. We help guide you all of the way step-by-step. This choice you have made is so positive for you, for the animals and the world we live in. And we'll be here for you every step of the way. And of course, when in doubt, read books, watch films, consult the science-based approaches and get inspired. It will take you so much further. And I hope this episode helped a little bit during those first few weeks. And I will see you in our next episode. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us reach more people who are interested in making more vegan choices and need some support. Remember that you can find all of the show notes, links, and many additional resources for this episode in the description below. And of course, don't forget to visit brownbull.com to learn more about our online courses, recipes, and blog posts. Till next time, everyone.